After several months of searching online, Rose finally had a date. Nervous yet excited, she walked down the street to the place where they had agreed to meet up. While she thought the date went fine, she hadn't totally embarrassed herself or anything like that. She just didn't feel the magical spark that she hoped she would find. Nevertheless, she accepted an invitation for a second date, and after that, for a third date. But when she still didn't have any strong feelings for this man after the third date, she thanked him for the time they'd spent together and said she didn't feel like continuing. Later that night, the text messages began. For the next ten months, Rose received text messages and phone calls from this man, sometimes as many as 130 messages and calls per hour. And while the messages started out somewhat benign, they gradually got more threatening. At one point, he sent a list of all the things he planned to do to her if he saw her again, which included throwing her against a wall, raping her while she was unconscious, and mutilating her body. She'd never given her stalker her home address or her employer's name, but he managed to track both down and sent them to her just to let her know that he knew them. This harassment would go on for ten months before the police could finally track the man down and arrest him. The internet has revolutionized dating, just like it's changed so many other areas of our lives. But looking for a match online also brings additional risk. When you're messaging with someone online, you don't know if that person is actually who they claim to be. Sure, it's not impossible to do that when you meet someone in person, but it's much more difficult to do that in person than it is online. There's many threats that you could face when you attempt to meet a romantic partner online. Besides the possibility of stalking, you could also get scammed by someone with no romantic interest in you at all. Or you could be asked to do a favor that gets you unwittingly involved in criminal activity like money laundering. However, there are ways that you can protect yourself while still taking advantage of all that online dating has to offer. So with that in mind, today I want to share with you 8 tips to stay safe when dating online. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity made personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. In 2018, the FTC received more than 21,000 reports of online romance scams. These scams prey on people's desire for love in order to steal their money. However, beyond that, there are much more dangerous possibilities that can happen through online dating. Nearly 37% of users of online dating apps reported being harassed by someone via the messaging options. 35% of the users said that someone sent a sexually explicit message that was unwanted. 30% reported being called an offensive name and 10% reported threats of physical harm. 
Furthermore, 36% of women and 29% of men report having experienced stalking, physical violence, or rape by a former or current relationship partner. However, despite its flaws, online dating continues to grow. New dating apps appear regularly, and reports estimate that almost 50 million people are currently active on these online dating apps. So if you're one of these 50 million people hanging out on these apps while you search for a partner, you'll want to make sure that you stay safe both on the app and when you meet someone in person. Here are some tips to make sure that you stay safe in the world of online dating. The first tip starts before you've even met someone. Keep some of your information private. This begins when you're first setting up your profile. While it's certainly good to give others you want to meet some information about you, you must set limits to what you're willing to provide initially. For example, don't give up your full name, information about where you live, or your job or employer in your profile. In fact, as we'll discuss later, it would be a good idea to not provide this to anyone you meet on the website until you're much further along in the relationship. Even information that seems benign, such as your employer, could be used to stalk or even blackmail you if the relationship turns bad. You may also want to consider adding a second phone number to be used only for dating. There's many services that will allow you to add a second number to your phone for free or for a very small charge. These numbers can be used for phone calls, texts, and in some cases, even video calls. In fact, the phone number that you'll find on the contact page of the Cybersecurity Made Personal website is exactly the type of phone number that I just described. For business purposes, I even have it configured to answer automatically. You can leave a message, or if you know the correct extension, it will ring on my cell phone. And finally, you should always leave your relationship status on social media private. A public status will allow people to search for you based on that status. Anyone who finds you through a search or through any other means and sees your relationship status of single will know that you're not in a relationship. Second, once you've met someone, you'll want to research the person that you're speaking to. This doesn't mean you need to turn into a stalker of others, but you do want to do some research to verify that the person is actually real. In episode 22, we discussed how to spot different types of fakes, and one of those subjects we discussed was identifying fake people. Fake profiles are prevalent on dating sites and on social media. They can be used to spy on people, to catfish people and lead them on an emotional roller coaster, or to use love as a pretext to scam people out of money. There are many signs that you can use to recognize these fake profiles. Since we covered them in episode 22, we won't cover them again here. But if you'd like to listen to that episode, you can find a link in the show notes at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode 24. You can also use Google to verify whatever information you can. Consider doing a search of the internet and of public records to find out what you can before you get too far along in the relationship. In most cases, you might find some information, 
but likely nothing of interest. However, it is possible that you could discover something that the other person doesn't want you to know. In those cases, you'll likely be very glad that you discovered that information early on. Third, be careful about moving too quickly. If someone is looking to scam you, they'll want to move the relationship along as quick as possible. As soon as they feel they have your trust, they'll execute their plan and attempt to steal your money. As I mentioned earlier, the FTC received more than 21,000 reports of online romance scams in 2018 alone. But it's likely that the problem is much more prevalent. Since these people may feel that they were complicit in the scam, they may not report that they were victimized by it. They may be afraid of being looked upon with stigma if it is reported. But moving too fast can cost you more than just money. If you move along and meet someone before you've had the chance to do any kind of research on them, you could even find your life is in danger. Obviously, scammers or predators could still decide to wait for their opportunity to strike, but the slower you move, the less likely it is that the person will hang around waiting for an opportunity. Fourth, if things are progressing in your relationship, don't be afraid to ask the person to move out of the world of text messages and into a voice or a video call. That doesn't mean you have to keep communicating through these means if you don't want to, but a quick phone or video call is a good way to put your mind at ease, especially if you had other concerns already. Fifth, always be careful about anything that costs you money, especially early on in a relationship. Obviously, any relationship will require you to spend some money, but you should be especially careful when a person asks you for unsolicited money or favors. One common scam is to get to know you a little, disappear for a few days, and then reappear claiming to be in trouble and ask for the money needed to get home get out of prison, or resolve whatever other story the person has. However, you must also be careful about doing favors for someone you met online. People engaged in criminal activity have been known to recruit unsuspecting others to help them online. Many times, these unsuspecting people are recruited in response to job postings, but they may use other methods of enlistment, including relationship scams. What you think is just moving money from one bank account to another as a favor for your romantic interest could actually be providing assistance to money launderers. There's also the possibility that the favor could be a setup for something even worse. If your online interest gives you instructions to complete a favor that involves being at a specific place at a specific time, it could be a setup to trap you for even worse plans like human trafficking. While many traffickers do target children, many adults are also taken for human trafficking each year. No matter how long you plan on keeping your relationship online only, there will come a point when you have to meet in person. When you do, there's a few more steps you need to take to ensure you remain safe during your meeting. When you're planning a date, especially for the first few times you meet in person, Always make sure that you make safe plans. Don't arrange for your partner to pick you up at your house. There's two reasons for this. First, if your date turns out to be a creep, 
it's certainly much better that your date doesn't know your address. And second, you want to make sure that you have a place to go if you decide you need to leave. If you were picked up by your date, you could have to wait around until someone's able to pick you up. If you travel to your date separately, you'll be able to go straight to your car or to public transportation in order to get out of there if you need to. Another part of safe planning includes making definite plans about where you're going to go. Discuss your plans with your partner and stick to the plans. This allows you to tell others exactly what you'll be doing on the date. Depending on how nervous you are, you could even ask a friend to hang out nearby just to keep an eye on you. The friend doesn't actually have to be in touch with you during your date, but can hang around in case it becomes necessary for them to intervene. Second, let others know about your plans for the evening. Give at least one person, preferably two or three, your exact plans. If you have plans to go to multiple locations during the night, text one or two of them as you go from place to place. That way, if something does happen, someone has a good idea of exactly where you were when it happened. Share as much information about your date as you have. Send your friend the date's picture, name, any personal information that's been shared with you. Links to a social media profile may also be helpful if you've exchanged them. You may also want to consider using an app that allows you to locate your friend's phone automatically. These apps will allow a trusted friend to keep track of your location at any time. Your friend can see your location and then can reach out to you if you end up off the course that you had planned. And third, while you're on the date, be careful. Be sure to enjoy yourself or you won't end up on a second date. However, you do want to be cautious in what you choose to do. Set down rules in advance of your date. Be sure that your date knows exactly what you will and will not be fine with. Also, be cautious with what you eat and drink. You may want to consider not accepting any food or drink that was already there before you arrived. While it may be fine, it could also have been tampered with prior to your arrival. If you drink alcohol, you'll also want to make sure you are careful of how much you have. Remember, your date may not have the best intentions. Make sure you remain sober enough that you can escape from an uncomfortable situation and make it back home safely. Now, I understand that many of these suggestions may seem excessive, and you should use your best judgment when you decide what to do. If you've taken time to get to know the person thoroughly online, you may feel comfortable enough that you don't see the need to take as many safety precautions on the actual date. But if you feel like you're still getting to know this person, you may want to take some additional precautions just to make sure that you stay safe. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to come back next week when we will conclude the first season of this podcast with a discussion of how to keep your phone or your tablet secure. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. 
If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.